Hello everyone, welcome to Covenants, co-sponsored by the Word House Incorporated Focus Consultation Services. My name is Dr. Michael David. I should pause. Clay. We talked about this last program. And Carolyn Barnett. Woohoo! <laughs> that would be me. That would be you. <laughs> Carolyn. I'm just going to like jump into this. Is that okay? I'm used to it by now. Okay. So Carolyn. <laughs> yes, sir. Have you ever had anybody come up to you and say, uh, are you that person on the radio? Hmm. Not yet. Well, <laughs> I would love for that to happen, though. <laughs> I would totally love for somebody well, to just, talk about our program and how awesome our show is. And I was just checking to see because it hadn't had to be yet either. But the people that. that know me, right, and that I have shared with them in a personal sort of way that we're on the radio, they usually have a couple of questions. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> and, and the first one, we'll, we'll take the, the more, I think, the easier. Let's put it that way. Let's go with the easiest. Yes. The easier of the Thank two you. first. Thank you. Start there. Okay. So they ask me, they oh. say, David, why do you have guests on your program? <laughs> because all they want to do is talk about their stuff. And, and I say, well, you know, that's what it's about. And they say, well, you know, you talk about your stuff, you and Carolyn talk about stuff, but you really don't talk much about what you do or covenants. And, and Carolyn, I have to explain to them the thinking behind that. And I thought maybe this morning or today on today's broadcast, and again, we've told our listeners that we always broadcast in the morning, on today's broadcast, podcast, that you might be able to explain why we have chosen to format the program in the manner that we had chosen to format it. That's a good question. So whoever asked that, thank you for that question. Now remember, that's the easiest. <laughs> to yeah, do. I, I, I processed that already. <laughs> and I was mentally preparing for the next questions, actually. So we feel like, and I, I feel like I can speak for you in this, that we're in agreement that the more people that we bring on our program and organizations, ministries, etc., the more people, the broader our reach, the more people we can help and bring hope and support to. I feel like that's part of our reason. I feel like it not only gives information to the community, but I feel like that we have more opportunity to spread not just information, but that we're reaching those people in a real tangible way in ways that they might need help. And not only do we provide our services for that, but we're also joining together and bringing a community together to be the church for everyone that's around us. That's the best I could do with them. <laughs> you know, if I'm giving you that look, it's because that was, I'm wanting to say, wow, that was a pretty thoughtful, again, pensive. That's in my mind. That's pensive off answer. The top of my head. That was much more complicated than my answer is. Usually, I usually tell because we like to talk. And not only do we like to talk, but we like to talk to other people. Yes. And, and it's important that we talking share not mm -hmm. only ideas, mm -hmm. 
But, and <laughs> since we only talk about Jesus, what better ideas could you share or spread? But, but in that same sort of a way, I like highlighting other people's ministries. <laughs> Maybe there's a selfish dimension to that in this way. That I would hope that they would also be talking about us some, but I know how difficult it is to be able to share your ministry with people who, as you've been saying, or as you said this morning, who are otherwise in need, and they don't know. You know, there's a lot of great national, international ministries that our listeners certainly uh, are probably either watching on Christian television stations, could be listening to on Christian radio, uh, even this station, the broadcast aspect of it, WEMM out of Huntington, West Virginia. They have some fantastic speakers. I'm in awe of them. They're like you, Carolyn. They give these really thoughtful sort of answers. And with that, that's fabulous. But I don't know that they know us so well. I don't know that they come to Huntington. Not saying that they wouldn't, you know, but what are we? You know, we're like a speck. <laughs> like Horton hears the I who. I think I would agree with that. We're <laughs> this like little speck on this little flower somewhere. But anyhow, to make my point, I, I want to tell our listeners about people who are here. Now, on the happen chance that somebody in Africa or some country in Europe is listening to us now. I said happen chance. Well, you never know. With the podcast side of it, though, I know WEMM probably does not have that reach, but they are online. They are worldwide. They're online too. So yes. if somebody's listening, then may, maybe we aren't doing them quite the same service. Maybe they can start their own podcast. Maybe they can start their own broadcast in the country they're in. Maybe they can know they're not alone in what we talk about. But for us here, I want to share that. Right. I want to talk about the people who are moving God's hands through prayer. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about the people who are passionate about Jesus. I want to talk mm -hmm. to the people who are out there helping people. I want to assist our listeners to recognize and realize we're all united in this. We're not divided. And covenants, as you said, Carolyn, is a part of that. But I know if I glorify God then, and be thankful unto Him for the great gifts that He's given me, the, the privilege, I see it as a gift, to be able to do this <laughs> for however longer we might last. I don't know. But for the moment that we're in, it is tremendously great, awesome, fantastic to be able to do this. So why would I not want to use that as a good steward? Right. And share that with others, this gift of this opportunity, mm -hmm. <laughs> certainly the broadcast side of it. So we want pastors, they don't have to be pastors. I kind of figure everybody who's in ministry has got a little bit of that pastor in them. But we've already said pastors are different than, than you know, us. <laughs> certainly, I don't know that I'm up to being a pastor is what I'm trying to say. And many people don't see themselves in that role. But they're, they are as they're working out of Jesus, the Holy Spirit inside of them, that's really what God's using them to do is to pastor his flock, as the King James might call it, or his church, or his people. You know, they say that nowadays. He's my person. She's my person. They're my people. They're my people. <laughs> his people. Mm -hmm. So why would we not want to do that? 
I keep asking that Good kind answer. of a question today because it just seems obvious to me. Share the gift. So, so to answer that first question, I know that was pretty long-winded. <laughs> I guess it's the second question. But, but to answer that question is pretty simple. We just like to talk. And who better to talk to than other people who are as passionate about Jesus yes. as we are? And who better to share or talk about good news? Share good news. Talk about than Jesus Christ and what He's doing for His body mm-hmm. in this particular part of the world. Our little speck of dust in His tremendous, un, again, unimaginable universe. We had our guest from a New Beginning Pregnancy Resource Center. <laughs> I want to say that right. And I was able to share yesterday with someone about that place, that facility, and the services that they have and sort of what they're about. They had never heard of it, and they were so excited about what they offer there. So I thought that was really cool because we're not just getting to talk to these people, which we love, but we're getting to give out resources to people that may not have even known they existed. So I I really enjoyed that yesterday, being able to share that. So that brings up then the second question. Yes, which I'm kind of excited for now. <laughs> which is the most difficult of the two Uh-oh. questions. Okay. Well, maybe you should answer that. <laughs> well, I've tried to. I've asked myself the question. Okay. But I can't come up with an answer. If you can't come up with an answer, then we're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe that's the trouble that we're in, is that they ask me that, why, David, do you talk so much? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Give Carol a chance. <laughs> Did they really say Take a that? breath. No, they oh. didn't say that. Carol. They actually said, why does Carolyn talk so much? Cause, and I said, because she's the talker. They she's actually the said that? Well, I don't know how I feel about that now. <laughs> well, it is a compliment at least that we're trying, right? I mean, they might say we talk or I talk too much. But we're trying. And we try to do that in a way that, that makes sense. And, and not only makes sense in human regard terms, but takes all those things that otherwise we know God is doing on a spiritual level and helps us to literally make sense of them, translate that in some manner that we can see tangible evidence of it. But there is a gift, speaking of gifts, that God has given us that really is even more foundational or fundamental than the broadcast or the opportunity to speak as we are on the podcast and the broadcast to our listeners. God has given us language. He's given us word. He's given us the capability more than just looking at each other. Communication. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? I mean, you're thinking it. You can actually say it. I'm scared to talk now because they think I talk too much. Use your <laughs> words, right? I mean, that's one of those lessons that we teach our kids. Mm-hmm. Use your words. Why? Mm-hmm. Because before they didn't have them, right, mm-hmm. at a certain point. Uh, now that they've discovered them, Maybe they use them a lot like me. Maybe they just chatter, 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 chatter. Chatty. Chatter, chatter, chatter. But especially use your words when you're talking about something that's really significant, important. And generally speaking, for all humans, kids included, that's more the emotional piece than even sometimes the intellectual piece. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. And I see it as a spiritual aspect too because I feel like that I've been prompted a 
think would be the best way to describe it. I feel like that God wants me to use my words more in my prayer life rather than what I think I'm supposed to say, scripted words. Does that make sense? So I'm getting more into the, quote, real of what I'm really saying, which is a little bit more words, but it's more raw, more honest than the scripted words I was saying. And I think you're making an excellent point too. Not that there necessarily then is any great, should be any great division between the material and the spiritual. As God designed this materially, He also designed us to have a relationship with Him all along that there was no division. But just like everything else that is material, including our physical bodies, our mind, soul, and human dimension of our spirit, because of what happened in the garden and the devil, there is division. Mm -hmm. And to the extent or degree that I think you're capturing a really good point, and that is we are not designed to have division, but because of the human nature and because the way that the carnal mind works, the psychology of it, because of that certain element of identity, sense of self, the mortality that goes along with it, the realization... <laughs> Either I'm not that important, or even if I might be important, I have a limited number of days to spread my importance around to the world. But the idea, though, is... I'm laughing, of course. But the idea, though, is, is that we get caught up in all of this stuff about us and preserving us and our legacies and our thoughts mm -hmm. when it really needs to be about God and Jesus. And if we make it about God and Jesus first, it is like that speck of dust Horton discovered. <laughs> you, and I, you and I read children's books a lot. We talked about the Muppets last program or a couple of programs ago. <laughs> I remember that story. He discovers there's a universe in that little speck of dust. But it's beautiful unto itself. We can be beautiful in the manifestation, even the physical dimensions, right? The way I think, the way I talk, mm -hmm. our little community, mm -hmm. all the other people that we talk to and communicate with in our community is all beautiful. But it's has to be God first. Well, that's what I kind of meant. I don't I alluded to it, but I meant with our guests, we're not just going to have a scripted conversation with them. We're going to go after what is God doing here? What do you see God doing? What what aspect about God is in this organization or ministry, what have you? But that's where I was going with that. Is Yes, we like to talk to people and we're going to have communication. We're going to, we're going to get that information out, if you will. But we're also going to go a little bit deeper and we're going to use our words and we're going to chase down what it is that God is doing in this particular speck in our community. And I really like that. I like the fact that we dig a little bit deeper and that we're honest with our listeners. So, Carolyn, you cannot say another word... Apparently not. Throughout the entirety of the broadcast today, you can only sit there and use, you can do, do use your eyes. You use your eyes well. You can look at me in a oh certain boy. way. You can look at our guest eventually yeah, during this segment. I have too many facial segment. expressions. I got in trouble for that in school, by the you way. You weren't supposed to be talking, Carolyn. <laughs> you cannot use your words. Oh boy, I'm in trouble now. And all this is going to be, until we get the guest, is a monologue. Could you do it? I can't speak, remember? Yes. 
You probably could. Because yeah, you are could. you are awesome at trying to do what you are told in that sort of way. You know, when you when you res, you know respect that there's like somebody who says do something and you try to accommodate. That's all I'm trying to say. But in the same sort of a way, though, it's hard. And in the same sort of a way, that's a monologue. And in the same sort of way, God could have had a monologue. I mean, he could just kept, kept saying, well, this is this, this is this. You ever had a teacher who is like that or a boss who is like that or somebody in that position to tell you what to do? That's where that comment a moment came from, a moment ago came from. To tell you what to do, but they didn't want to hear anything you had to say. They just wanted to tell you what to do. Or met somebody, oh my goodness, met somebody and all they could do is tell you about them. This is me. This is about me. This is my life. This is, it's like, it's like Facebook draining. on steroids, as they say. Yes, it's draining. It's exhaustive. Mm -hmm. And it is hugely, oh, incredibly boring. It's dry. It's yeah. one-sided. And probably in that sense, it's wrong. Because the world isn't one-dimensional. God isn't one-dimensional. If anything, that's what we're pointing out. There's at least two dimensions to God. There's the spiritual, which is the greater. All this has to proceed out of. Jesus, all our communication, all the deeper part that you were talking about earlier has to come out of that relationship with God and Jesus Christ. And then there is the superficial. But the superficial doesn't have to be lesser unless we are superficial or shallow or make it all about us. We don't want to make it all about us. We want to make it about Jesus. That's right. But for us to really be able to be one body in Christ, we have to talk. But we have to talk more than just out of our heads and more than just about ourselves. Mm -hmm. We have to be able to talk not only about Jesus, but understand how the body is rightly fitted together. We know it is. God has a plan for it to be. But that's usually where the conflicts come in. That's when people don't use the words. That's when they aren't real. Or if they're real, they, for whatever reason, learn. Somebody teaches them to shut up. I don't want to hear what you've got to say. I wasn't sure whether I was going to be allowed to talk or not. <laughs> Do I talk? Do I not talk? For that listener that asked that question, I'm... I want to pray for you. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I feel like that communication, that what you said, that whole thing, the monologue that God could have had, but that's not what he wanted. He wanted a relationship. So I was thinking about our guests. That's what we want, to bring together those people to see how we all fit together and see what the hand is doing, see what the foot is doing, and learn and share and grow and serve together. To me, that's, that's where that comes in, and then we do that through having these conversations and then making them more than surface level we want it to be real and so that's where the spiritual aspect I think comes in because we could talk superficial and I know people that that's all they do and it is draining but lest I say I've never been there I'm not going to sit in judgment of them but it does get tiresome <laughs> But I try to use it as an opportunity. You know, I, I know someone like that, and I use it as an opportunity to share God's Word with them and to encourage them to see it from a different perspective. Sometimes people just need a different perspective. Well, it, it, and it is that, and, and it's the human dimension, and there's certainly a lot of diversity in the human dimension. Mm -hmm. 
And, and, you know, that's some of the things that we celebrate, right, about life. Look at all the diversity. Everybody's different. Every fingerprint is different. Every soul is different. We're all unique in that way. But at the same time, though, we <laughs> be a mess, which maybe is part of the reason why we've got some messes, is that when people run around just operating out of that, the diversity, and don't see the unifying points, mm -hmm. Or the way that God intends with him and Christ and the Holy Spirit to affect that unification, to bring us together as one. And certainly with that, as much as that can represent communication leading to communion mm -hmm. in a more material sort of way, it all starts though with communion, mm -hmm. communication and communion with God through Christ Jesus. Right. Now, I do believe we can pray to God. I don't think there's anything in the world wrong with praying to God. But the Lord's Prayer, as much as we can pray directly to God, Jesus was there or told us about that mm -hmm. as an example, but it's because of Him, Him saying that either on our behalf or that maybe, maybe that is our cloak of righteousness. You know, I often wondered about that. That's just part of the scripture. Not necessarily the Lord's Prayer, but just that idea that Christ has to cover us. Yeah. You have to be in Jesus Agreed. to be able to do that, mm -hmm. to really boldly approach. Now, again, in the Old Testament, God chose a few folks, but even then he sent, as we've spoken of in previous podcasts, broadcasts, angels of the Lord, mm -hmm. whether they were Jesus or Gabriel or whatever the manifestation mm -hmm. would have been, to talk with people. But isn't it wonderful that we can, as we would then accept Jesus... And we can begin to, in the Holy Spirit, then commune with Jesus, as our Lord and Savior, commune with Jesus, and as much as we can understand what He does for us, as with bringing us into the presence of God, it is awesome because now we have an advocate with the Father that does take us into the throne room, and we can literally have, I mean that, an audience with God. I know literal and spiritual sometimes don't always seemingly go together, but in our no, material, material dimension, yeah. but I can do that then rightly or properly out of that root, mm -hmm. grafted into that vine. Mm -hmm. I can do that with my brothers and sisters in Christ. I can even do that with people who aren't Christians. It takes a little bit more work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I can turn the other cheek. Right. Right? Hmm. Very interesting. I'm so glad we're having this conversation today, except for the part where somebody said I talk too much. But there's forgiveness. I, I'm just joking, listeners. We had a sermon on forgiveness yesterday, so I'm fully into that now. That makes it sound like I didn't forgive before. But I was thinking about the dimension of how he, I was thinking Little Christ, you know, C.S. Lewis, we're to be Little Christ. And I was thinking... Not that we are like God, but that we have that same, you said the throne room, going into the throne room and having that audience with God, but yet Christ is with us here in the humanity, in the real, all at the same time. And that's awesome, but you know we can have that too with others. Like you said, we can surround that. But I just, I just remember when I had that kind of epiphany, when I realized that not only was he, you know, people say he's up there, you know, he's in the cloud, or he's in heaven, 
kind of separated from us. And I remember when it really dawned on me, when I really got it, that he was there and here at the same time. Well, we move God's hands by prayer or through prayer, Mm -hmm. but we are God's hands as we pray or as God then would tell us or direct us. Mm -hmm. And certainly we are Jesus. <laughs> so you got where I was going with that's that. That's loaded. It seems controversial mm-hmm. when somebody says that because it sounds like it's coming out of that. Yeah. Oh, I'm, you know, this, I'm that. I talk all about me. I talk about this. I talk about that. But the idea, though, is, is that it isn't out of pride. Mm-hmm. If I have any, it would be in Christ. But it's out of Christ in me. But how will God then manifest himself particularly to the ones that don't know him, that have not come to Jesus, have not accepted him as Lord and Savior, except through somebody doing that work and then saying, I do this in the name of Jesus. That's kind of where I was going with that. We, it's simultaneous, not just... It's the, it's the Trinity. It's God and then Jesus and the Holy Spirit all working together at the same time through us. Which is amazing. So I've never done this. I've never gone to that app. I don't even know what it's called. Where it will translate. Uh, of course, I don't. <laughs> I've been far away from home uh, to do that. I've not been in a foreign country. I've not been with somebody. Although anymore these days, the world comes to us. I mean, we don't have to necessarily go out to see the world. But but of different languages, mm-hmm. you could say something in English. Right, And then it will come out in whatever language Mm -hmm. you choose to have it translated. But I thought about that, particularly as I thought we'd talk about communication, Mm -hmm. talking, as I get asked that question a lot, those questions a lot. I thought, well, you know, God does communicate with us, and sometimes He doesn't even use words The words help us, though, right? Whether it's our conceptualization that produces words in a human dimension, Mm -hmm. or whether it's the words when there's meaning attached to them. That's another unique thing about humans. Not only do we have that language, but we have this great ability to attach meaning to words. And words can mean a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. And we can see it contextually, too, within the context of a sentence. Mm -hmm. But, you know, God doesn't have to do that. He can speak to us right at that heart level. Mm-hmm. And, and it got me thinking, right? I'd add on to those thoughts. It got okay. me thinking even further. Well, probably that is why He has to give us His Holy Spirit. Because otherwise, if left in my own mind, I couldn't begin to understand, comprehend, put together. Mm-hmm. I, I know God's voice but it would just sound like thunder to me if I didn't know Jesus. I know God's voice, but, but maybe it would be as within some earthquake, wind, and fire. You know, it would be some troubling thing. Or I'd hear it, but I wouldn't quite know what it was saying. Or maybe it was like talking to somebody who has a different language, comes from a different culture. They don't know English. I don't know their language. I can make all those eye gestures. You know, I can try to look empathetic. Mm -hmm. There's some universal dimensions to that. Mm -hmm. But I got to thinking, well, that's why, at least in part measure, I believe why God has not only given us His Holy Spirit, but brought forth again out of us His Holy Spirit. I kind of get twisted on that a little bit in my own understanding. 
I do believe the Holy Spirit's there all along. I think it gets, he gets covered up right. with all the stuff of the world. And as our body's developing, it starts to take preeminence. Oh, this is a new thing. This is a new thing. Oh, this is great that we're doing this. Until finally we begin to realize, well, all those new things, though, are like most new things. They get old after a while. Mm-hmm. And then we're sort of left with trying to go the deeper place, the deeper portion. Some people are taught better growing up, not to forsake that. I do believe that can happen. But I don't think that the Holy Spirit really can speak to us in the dimension that God always wanted, especially since Adam and Eve's indiscretions, until we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And probably then, only for the sake of giving the Holy Spirit permission. But He translates everything for us. God speaks through not only Jesus in a material way, but once I've accepted Jesus and I want to be like Jesus and I want to act like Jesus and I want to talk like Jesus, he connected with a lot of folk. Mm -hmm. Jesus was talking all the time, Carolyn. But once that begins to happen, then it starts to come forth from within me those words. And are they words? Are they thoughts? Are they feelings? I'm not sure. It gets confusing. But I know it when God's speaking to me. Mm-hmm. And we've said this before. When our guests come in, I don't get to go to always their church. I don't get to hang out where they minister. But when they come in, I can, I got that. I don't know, is it a feeling or is it a thought? I don't, maybe it's just me trying to, again, capture something that is beyond feelings and thoughts. I don't know. But I know he's here with us. Mm-hmm. I agree. And that's... To be honest, kind of convicting to me because I don't know if I shared this with you or not, but we used Microsoft Translator for literally about a year and a half. That's a long time to communicate with our daughter that we adopted from China that did not know any English and we didn't know any Chinese. So there we were. And lots of eye gestures, lots of hand gestures, lots of trying to communicate any way we knew how. Oh my gosh, we probably drew pictures. Who knows? But there was a moment when I realized that my actions (laughs) did not match up to my beliefs. I'm trying to say that correctly. Because I realized that how I was trying to communicate with her was not working. And it took the Holy Spirit to work on my heart and convict me. And then, only then, was I able to communicate with her in a way that she received and listened. And it was Jesus. It wasn't me. I was still the same person. But I had to lay all that down and... Ask God to help me love her. Well, I was going to say. It was a big moment in my life. And, and, and the love, I believe, can be and is always there. I think it's just all covered up. So I do think you can get to a point where you blaspheme the Holy Ghost or people can get to that place where, where the conscience becomes seared, the heart becomes so hardened. Right. But the love is there. God created us to be loving. Mm-hmm. And those that aren't, we can look at them with, with again, some contempt, uh, mean people, and, and say, why are you so mean? Don't be so mean. But, but when you begin to think of what it took to get them to mean, get them to that place, it, it just really 
your heart would have to melt. Maybe that's what we need to do more of, is when you look at somebody that's just being mean, understand they got there somehow. Which doesn't mean you have to let them be yes. mean to you, but you just have to understand. Yes. But when we allow the Holy Spirit, even in our superficiality and our humanity, and if we tend to try to operate out of that too much, and don't allow the real love of God, Christ Jesus, to manifest Himself, and give it at least a measure in human dimension, material dimension of time, often we miss that opportunity because we give up too soon. But love is there. Sometimes it's more easy to see than other times. Some people are more mature than others in seeing it, knowing it. Some people have, again, just been hurt more than others. But thank God, literally so. Thank Jesus, absolutely, concretely, tangibly so. Thank the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, that my love hasn't been so lost. I have not grieved the Holy Spirit so much I can't love other people. Because I can think of, even when you have words to speak, if you don't have love, <laughs> sounding brass, Clinging thimbles, yes, something like that. Yes. And, and it's the love chapter, 1 Corinthians 13, the Apostle Paul. Tinkling symbols, something like that. The idea, though, that we need to lead with love. But that really is communion. Because even when you don't have the right words, even when your head can't conceptualize it, put it together, even when you're not able to communicate it clearly, if you love somebody, that love will always triumph and win. Mm -hmm. Take a moment. Reminder listeners, you're listening to Covenants with Dr. Michael David Clay and Carolyn Barnett. So, Carolyn, if I were to ask you then what you get the most out of being part of a spiritual family or community, particularly one that's not only regionally Localized, as I spoke of at the beginning of the, pro the podcast, broadcast today, program today. But particularly for you, maybe it's like in your immediate geographical community and you go there probably at least a couple, three times a week. What do you get from being in the fellowship? That's a word that we don't hear much anymore these days. Mm -hmm. King James word. Fellowship of other believers. Oh, wow. Hmm. Where to begin on that? I'm going to try not to use too many words. <laughs> Which I am learning that, by the way. Not, not because of our conversation, but I've been working on that for several years. Uh, because when you don't want to talk about something, sometimes you can use a lot of words to go around it. So I'm learning to be more honest and not use so many words. So, fellowship. Wow. So many things come to my mind. Um, support. You're not alone. You go through hard times. You have that community to be there with you, to pray with you, to come to you when my house burnt down. The, my friends from church were the first ones there with me as I lay literally face down in the yard and helped me up. Um, also, I would say the excitement that I get, the Eagerness, I'm not sure, it's kind of like a little kid, like giddiness. <laughs> Thinking about what we can do together because together we can accomplish more than we could individually. So 
also I think about the body of Christ and how we can make an impact and what what that impact could be, how we can reach people. But just being part of that body of Christ, that excites me because I, I feel like that we're all on the same team. We're all looking to the same goal. We're all looking to Christ. That just brings an excitement and a love to my mind. And also the ability to comfort one another. You know, scripture about you go through these things so that you will be able to minister or comfort, to someone, else, comfort someone else. Um, I find that to be true and then also necessary. Um, confess your sins to each other so that, you, so that you may be healed. I think there's an aspect to that. There's so many reasons. I, well, I mean, it, yeah, those, again, those two, the top two I mentioned was the the um, the love that we get from our believer, fellow believers. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. And the um, the idea of part of being the body of Christ and being able to worship and, and serve corporately. And I think every aspect of that at some point needs to either be acknowledged and or thanked. Thank God. Be thankful. Express our thanksgiving for. But, but at the same kind of time or way as we did earlier in the podcast, I have probably an easier way of looking at that, a more simple way of looking at that, which doesn't take anything away from any of that that you said. But God created us for communion. Mm-hmm. He created us to get along. Right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be any more simple than that. He created us to communicate, to talk. Mm-hmm. We can do that with animals. They have a limited vocabulary. Obviously, they can't speak, but they can understand. Mm-hmm. Whether that is like our ability to communicate or not, I don't know. But humans, he set us aside in a unique way for a lot of reasons. And if you don't know Jesus, it's just getting along, folks. Just get along. Stop being narcissistic, self-absorbed. I'm sorry, I had to say that. But if we do know Jesus, if we've accepted Him as Lord and Savior, then we know it's all about love. Mm-hmm. Yes, about us. you should do it in your family, in your home. Talk to each other, communicate with each other. Bless each other. Get excited about coming home. Being a part of a family. Extend that to the church. And then other families. And then, you know, it's okay. Like we do. Make it regional. You know, we just felt like that was a niche. Far few people were reaching out in that way. I'm sure that they were at other levels. But at least in the way that we could with the radio broadcast. Far few people were doing that. So we thought, well, we'll do that. Mm -hmm. But it's all about not only communication, but as we've said, it's about talking about Jesus. And with that, it's realizing that God's uniting us in an even greater way than our language or our best conceptualizations of how this should fit together. Not only for the sake of just getting along, but bringing forth His kingdom. Mm-hmm. He loves us, and because He loves us, we can love each other. Right. We love because He first loved us. And that's how the world will know our and love that's, for each other. That's right. And that's what churches provide, mm-hmm. an opportunity, a community in which to share that. 
Now we've got a guest coming on the program, and Carolyn, they always come knocking on the door. <laughs> We're in the middle of our podcast. So I'm going to have to obviously go for a break so we can invite them in the studio. But that's really what our guest is going to be talking about. Because he is going to talk about it from a church family side of it. And how he reaches out or his church reaches out and the intent, the reason they choose to communicate and they choose to do what they do in that ministerial sort of role. And it's going to be then what we're all about here on Covenants. Mm -hmm. It's going to be sharing another resource mm -hmm. with our listeners. So if our listeners don't mind, we're going to go answer the door. <laughs> they could take a break. And uh, we'll be right back. Okay, I want to take this moment to remind our listeners who are listening to Covenant, sponsored by, co-sponsored by the Wordhouse Incorporated, Focus Consultation Services. And uh, again, my name is Dr. Michael David Clay and Carolyn Barnett. And as promised, we have a special guest. And uh, his name is Aaron Fields. And he is the worship pastor with C3. Is that correct? That is correct. And what is that? I know there's a lot of little municipalities and whatever in Ohio they're called. But as you're going along Route 52? Sure, yes. So what is the exact city that uh, you're in? We, we are in South Point, Ohio. Okay. Yeah. So uh, Aaron is the worship pastor. And Aaron, maybe that's a good place to just get started. To kind of ask, what is a worship pastor? Well, that, that's, a, that's a good question right there, putting me on the spot. Uh, a worship pastor, uh, in the way that we do it, uh, to be honest with you, it's, it's actually interesting. Um, I joined C3 um, almost coming up on five years, and uh, I was a youth pastor uh, for nine years before I went to C3. And uh, w when we got there, uh, me and my wife and my kids, uh, we... Uh, one thing that attracted us was the, the, the worship at C3 and um, the uh, connectivity that we had um, there with that. Um, it was always special. And um, I enjoy singing. I've always loved singing. Um, and uh, having that opportunity to do that has been great. That kind of grafted me in there. Uh, one of our pastors that was there at the time who was leading our worship, uh, he brought me in. And then, just for different circumstances, um, he was um, he left, and that left an open spot. And I kind of just had to get my way in there, and um, you know, see what we could make happen. But um, it's a really, really cool thing. One thing that I always say with the people who lead our worship at our church, because I don't, oh, I'm just not always the person up front, is we are a bunch of people who are imperfect who are worshiping uh, a perfect God. Mm. And we're not always going to get it right. We're going to mess up. Um, we're not always the perfect singers. We're not always the perfect musicians. Um, but uh, we are able to give our praise to God. And even as imperfect it is, it still pleases God. And that's something that uh, is encouraging uh, to me. So, so, so really you're about pleasing God. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you used a word earlier. Yeah. Connectivity. Yeah. So could you tell us what you mean by connectivity? Yeah, so worship in and of itself is songs about God, to God, and for God. Mm -hmm. And how we can describe Him, how we can praise Him, and how we can truly just worship Him together. And one thing that we need to remember, and sometimes I forget this, is it's not a performance. 
It's not a chance to say, oh, look look how good I am or, or look how good this band is. Because one thing that it just impresses me, we have uh, some members of our band and we have been blessed in that we have some amazing musicians. I mean, people who are talented. I mean, I've, I've had to pray not to be jealous of these people because of the talent that God has given them. They're able to just come up there and play anything. And uh, we have one guy who literally could play any instrument on the, on the stage and, and master, be a master at it. Um, but to truly understand that when we're worshiping, that this is something that is biblically mandated. We are called to be together as one body and to sing in one voice to God. And so it's not a performance of me singing and you standing there and watching. This is an active worship. We are to do this together uh, because that's what God has called us to do. And you see it throughout Scripture. You see it throughout the Old Testament when we're called to sing a new song to Him, when we're called to sing His praises, um, when they would bring the, 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 the Scriptures um, before they would start reading it. There would be one big hallelujah given. There would be one praise given uh, to, to, to lead into reading of Scripture. So I think it's very biblical that we understand that uh, singing praises to God before we continue our worship as we open up His Word. Uh, it's very, very uh, who we are as a church and what we're supposed to do. Um, and we've tried more and more uh, to learn uh, where we're at in seasons of our church and what we're singing. And I think that's a, a very, very important part of what we do because we were in a season there, I believe, uh, for a while where it was, you know, we're in this valley, but we, we are trusting in God to be faithful and we're trusting in God uh, to uh, deliver us from that. But if he doesn't, he's still faithful, you know. Um, but then there's also seasons of, you know, claiming that victory and claiming that Christ is the victor and we are more than conquerors through him. And um, it's always it's always an exciting thing to to honestly um, worship God together with our people. And we have two different services, and it's always funny to me. We have a 9.30 and 11 o'clock service. And it's just, if you've ever been a part of multiple services, you mm. just get different personalities. Yes. Yes. And so we have our 9.30 <laughs> service, and they're a little more low-key. You know, they're mm. a little more, you know, let's, you know, we'll take it all in. Uh, but they enjoy it. They love it. And then sometimes our 11 o'clock service can get a little uh, a little rowdy, a little, little mm -hmm. bigger just in numbers. And so um, sometimes you feed off of that as a worship leader, as a band member. And, um, it's, uh, but they're both different, but they're both an opportunity to still worship together. And um, it's exciting. It really, really is. We enjoy it. Well, and, and I'm going to go again yeah. to a word that you're using, together. Yeah. Uh, and, and worshiping together. Mm -hmm. so, so this is what goes through my mind. There's a lot of folks, maybe sometimes more, sometimes less, depending on which service and you know what's going on, mm -hmm. what valley you're in, or yeah. what mountaintop you're on. But the idea, though, is is that they all come from different places, yeah. and they all come together in one place. Mm -hmm. And with that, then they probably bring all kinds of different experiences yeah. that they've had the days before coming to the service sure. or being in the church. Uh, they all come. I'm hoping at some point they get the ideas the notions of, of something to anticipate, what they're anticipating is going to happen. You kind of go, you see it, you begin to experience it, and it becomes something of, of an excitement. Carolyn used that word earlier yeah. before you came on about her attending her church. Yeah. But it does sound like then that part, if not a good bit, of what you're describing as worship pastor 
is bringing the church together in one mind absolutely and in one accord absolutely. for the sake of glorifying God mm-hmm. and and I know that there's all kinds of different ways to communicate and that's been a bit of what the program's been about so far but it seems like music and singing praises unto the Lord there is something really incredibly special about that mm-hmm. that in some way God just cuts right through a lot of the thoughts yeah not that thoughts aren't part of it, mm-hmm. but gets us to that place where we really not only are communicating sure. with Him, sure. but He opens that so that we have our eyes opened, our ears open, our hearts open, so mm-hmm. that we can communicate with each other. And then the pastor yeah. can bring that word mm-hmm. and get it to that most special and sacred of places, right. the deepest parts of our heart. Right. One thing for me is that we've... It's not been a struggle, but it's always been a challenge, uh, not only as worship leader, but just as a part of our worship team, is always trying to remind ourselves and our team members that we're not just up there singing songs, um, and it's just our personal worship, but truly understanding in that moment that not only is it our personal worship, which it is that, Mm -hmm. but it's also an opportunity for us to truly lead the congregation to the throne of God and to truly prepare our hearts, our minds, and our souls. And that's what one of the words, I, and I don't think I've ever even noticed I said it um, until someone pointed it out to me, but many times when I'm praying before we sing or before we go into possibly our last song before uh, the, one of the pastors comes up and speaks, is we always, I always say we continue our worship as we open up God's Word. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, it's funny to me how we so often, when we use the word worship, you know, as a worship pastor, I understand that, that we usually think of someone standing up in front of everyone and playing a guitar or singing a song or singing a hymn or, or a spiritual song or whatever it may be. But we understand that our lives are supposed to reflect worship mm-hmm. in everything. Mm-hmm. Our relationships are to reflect worship. Our, um, our goings in and out every single day. Our work, our workplaces are supposed to be worship towards God. One thing that we spoke about in our staff meetings just a couple weeks ago is the fact that when, it, when we look at what God's or when Jesus' mission was, it was truly to understand that everything is to God's glory. Everything is to God's glory. And when we fall away from that, we're going to worship something. Mm-hmm. I don't know, whether it's mm-hmm. our time, whether mm-hmm. it's our money, whether it's our relationships, we're going to worship something else. But we are called to worship. We are made to do just that. And so when we have the opportunity to do that and we get together, we sing songs together, we have conversations with one another, we encourage one another, we pray with each other, we open up His Word and we learn together, we are challenged together, and we're often offered an opportunity every single day to worship. And we have to make the conscious choice. Who are we going to worship today? Are we going to worship God? Are we going to worship ourselves? Are we going to worship our uh, situations? Um, Are we going to worship our fear? You know? And so for us, it's understanding that we are made every single day to worship. And we make that we make that choice. When I want to wake up, I want to step my feet on the ground and know that I'm worshiping God today with my life in every decision that I make. So so not that not that the listeners are not going to understand yeah. when you say glory. Yeah. But could you explain again just for the sake of making sure, sure. that we say it, proclaim it? What is the glory of the Lord? Yes. So, understanding what it means for the glory of the Lord. So, God created us. 
and He gave us this life. And the biggest question that you could ever ask anyone is, why are we here? What is, what is our reason for being on this earth? Whether you're a believer, an unbeliever, whether you uh, live a, a different lifestyle, maybe you say you, you have no belief system, everyone has to ask that question. And when God created us and God set this plan in motion, and the, the fall, the, 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 the first sin with Adam and Eve, and, and, and so on and so forth, all the way up to Christ who atoned for our sins, who did that for us. And now we live this life with the Spirit. Everything that we are called to do is to bring God glory. And when that, what that looks like is attesting everything to Him. The Bible says that whether you eat or you're drinking or, or, or you're, you're living your life, whatever it is that you do, you are to do it for the glory of God. You are to do it for the attention. You are to do it for the, the admiration. You are to do these things for God. You are to, to show that these things are His. And one thing that is always important for me that I want to make sure that I'm doing personally is truly understanding that so many times things happen in my life and I attest them to luck or I attest them to, you know, good fortune, or, or a lot of times I attest it to my own effort. Mm. Mm -hmm. When in fact, the Bible tells me that all good things come from above. Mm -hmm. And God is the one who has done that for me. So my, my, my goal to, in my life, what I'm supposed to do, my mission is to truly point everything to Him. Christ Himself said that you need to let your light shine so that when people see your good works, mm -hmm. it says it won't, they won't glorify you, yes. they'll glorify your God in heaven. And so the, the decisions that I make should make people who don't believe those things, who don't possibly believe in Christ or, or, or maybe living a lifestyle that are di different than mine, that they, it would point them to God, not to me. So as a church, at C3, we don't want people to leave. And this happens at everyone's churches. But we don't want people to leave and say, wow, what a great, what a great set of songs they just sang. Wow, what a cool setting that was. Wow, that, that pastor really, really uh, was a great speaker. And all those things are great. But truly understanding that when they see those things, they can give credit, but also understanding ultimately that all these things are coming from the God who blesses those who follow Him. And, mm -hmm. and honestly, that, that is our goal. That's what we want to do. And, and once more, before you came on the segment, Carol and I had mentioned about diversity yeah. and, and then in a superficial sort of way, mm -hmm. which doesn't take anything away from the importance of it. It just means on a surface sort of level. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of expressions yeah. of God Absolutely. in this world. And, and each church probably has its own personality. And as you said, there's sure. seasons. And God blesses them all. Yeah. Right? But the one thing, though, that all churches should have, I'm hoping that they do, if they're any, in any way proclaim the name of Jesus, yeah. is the love of Christ. Yeah. And it does sound like the glory of the Lord has manifest, the light that shines. It's got to do with that love. Absolutely. And, and I'm pretty confident that there'd probably be some folks that would attend even, even if you didn't have a lot yeah. of love in your church, which I'm not sure that would be a good thing. Mm -hmm. But I am sure that if there's going to be anything that attracts people or when they come, you want them to know that's there. Sure. I'm believing it has to be the love of Christ. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we... Uh 
one of the other things, as we were saying earlier, just about you know how our lives are supposed to reflect worship and, and our lives are supposed to reflect truly giving God that glory, that, that, um, uh, that credit which is due to Him. Uh, one of the awesome things, of course, we're coming up on the holidays, and yes. it's always a busy, busy time of year. I don't care what church you are. Um, it, it is just a busy time. And, and also, it's an opportunity to truly be honest. It's, a, it's an opportunity to um, reach out to some people that maybe normally you wouldn't have the opportunity to do that. Uh, the holidays, it seems like people are a little more open uh, to uh, possibly a conversation about Christ or, or to uh, maybe uh, have their family attend a service or whatever the case may be. Um, but one thing that we have always wanted to do in our South Point area is not just be a church that asks people to come to us, but we want to try our best to go out to people. And people do awesome things like that. You know, we, we've buddies down at Tri-State and, and people like that who we get to partner with to do some awesome things. And um, we love Terry, by the way. He's one of our best buddies. And um, we, we always enjoy partnering with them. Uh, but one of the things we have coming up, first off, we have uh, Saturday. We actually are doing our Thanksgiving basket giveaway. I'm sure you guys do something similar like that. And that's always a, a wonderful opportunity. Uh, but one of the other things we have coming up uh, in December is our, we call it Santa's Workshop. And um, we're able to have kids come in. We actually have parents who come in. And uh, we've had toys donated throughout the year. And we actually have, we get kids to, uh, parents to come in for their kids. And they get to shop for their kids. Mm-hmm. They get to actually, it's not just we're handing you a bag and you're, you're walking out with your stuff, but we have an opportunity to actually walk them through. We get to ask them how old their kids are. We get to hear their stories. We get to gain relationships with these people. And we get to, ultimately, they, they get presents. We wrap them for them and we're able to see them out the door. Um, but it's it's an awesome opportunity to be able to build relationships. And, and this is truly, if you look at what Christ did, Christ mm-hmm. wasn't just about healing and sending them on their way. He wasn't wasn't just about preaching and sending people on their mm-hmm. way. He was truly about building relationships. And I think it's something that many times we as churches, uh, we tend to forget sometimes. It's truly about building relationships. You know, I've, I've had people in my life who um, uh, they've, they've been... Uh, I've also I also help with our youth, man. A lot of times you go and you do these youth events, and you have a worship team, and they do awesome and they do powerful things, and then you know you don't see them any other time. Yeah. Um, but then there's other bands that that come and they're be part. Of, then they're down there with the kids. They're getting to know the teenagers. They're getting to know their stories, and those are the ones that when my teens come back from events and stuff like that, that's the thing they're talking about. So and so, the the bassist was hanging out with us playing this game, or the the drummer was coming. And showing me some stuff because I like drums, you know, and and so I guess the theme for me is truly building community and relationships with the people who God has given you and put around you. Because let's be honest, you know, churches go back and forth with, you know, these people used to go to this church, now they go to that church, and and um, they don't come here anymore, but they want to go to this church. And when it comes down to it, there is never. Never a shortage of customers, yeah. <laughs> of people who need the gospel, of yes. people who need Christ, yes. and people who need to build those relationships. And a lot of times, that's what they're waiting for. They're waiting for someone to say, listen, I want to get to know your story. I want to get to know who you are. I want to get to know why you are in the situation that you are in. Uh, one of our statements at C3 is that um, we, uh, we care about you right where you are. 
but we love you too much to let you stay there. <laughs> and it's important that we remember that when we're building relationships mm-hmm. with people. And, and that goes to every, every part of it. That goes to our worship. And, and one thing that's great about our worship team is we're always open. We, we need more team members. Mm-hmm. We need more people. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, if, you, if you're able to play this instrument, we want you to be a part of it. Now, we don't want you to just come in and play an instrument and leave. Yeah. We want to get to know who you are. We want to build a relationship with you. We want you to be a part of something special. Because when you're talking about something like worship that's so intimate and is so important um, we want to develop a relationship and be a part of a team and um, I always find that fascinating how the gospel itself can bring people together yes. and cause unity yes. that uh, you wouldn't have otherwise um, I was speaking just this past Sunday and um, we, were, we were talking about how Jesus attracts the wrong people <laughs> and for us we, we, we look at them and we go those are the wrong people but that, that's, that was Jesus' MO that's yeah. what he did yeah. throughout the Bible, there were people, there were people that that no one else liked, that no one else wanted to be a part, yet somehow they were attracted to Jesus and Jesus was always wanting to understand their story and to build a relationship with them I talked about two different people in the Bible, you have two different disciples, you have uh, one of them was Matthew, he's a tax collector, everyone hates him he's the worst guy in the world, they literally call him the scum of the earth, (laughs) they hate this guy, and yet Jesus looks at him and says, come and follow me this guy does it. And then there's another guy on the other spectrum. There's Simon, the zealot. This guy was truly, um, he was a Jewish insurrectionist. He mm-hmm. wanted to take down the Roman government by any means necessary. And a lot of times that led to fights and, and led to death yep. uh, between the zealots and, and people of the Roman government. So you have this one guy, tax collector, working for the Roman government, doing all these things. He's, he's, he's also a, a cheater. He's also taking money mm-hmm. on the side. Nobody likes him. You have Simon the Zealot, this guy who hates the Roman government, literally wants everyone eradicated as a part of the Roman government, and yet Jesus brings these two people together yes. to be disciples together. Yes. And how does that happen? That does not make sense. Mm-hmm. The only way that makes sense is the gospel. Yes. The only way that that makes sense is Jesus Christ and His unity that He brings. Yes. And it truly is a beautiful, beautiful thing. So it really makes you think when it comes down to, well, I just don't like that person's personality. <laughs> or, or I just don't like how that person does things. Mm-hmm. Or, you know... Well, really, when it comes down to it, if we're truly following Christ, there can be unity. Yes. Christ himself, when he got towards the end of his life, his prayer for his disciples was that they would be one. Yes. That they, they would do this thing together as one. And not only as one, but as close as Christ and God the Father were one. And that, that's amazing to me. So, so when it comes to our worship, when it comes to our team members, when it comes to all the ministries that we're able to do and all the special things during the holidays that we're able to do, what's important to remember is that we come together as one. Yes. As one spirit. We're, we're called one faith, one baptism, one Lord. And we're able to do that together in unity, working for one goal. And I, I just find that fascinating that you can put those things aside. And when you're truly thinking of others, right. you're able to serve the community the way that Christ, I believe, wants us to do so. And, and obviously, Aaron, you are good at communicating. And I mean that sincerely. Thank you. I appreciate that. And, and with that, um, 
You like to talk to folks. And I know that relationships are impossible unless you do get to meet people and the people you want to really meet. Maybe you're going to attract them. Sure. But sometimes you have to go out there and oh, find yeah. them. Absolutely. Uh, but when you do that and you talk about Jesus, and as you said, it's not only the words, but it's the actions. Yeah. And you can tell folks about love, but when you show them love, and when you show them that's the foundation of relationship, and right. if you show them that that really is what God's called us to uh, manifest, uh, certainly Christ, mm -hmm. but in that Christ-like manner, the glory of the Lord is to love one another. Yeah. And to be known by that. Absolutely. And, and with that, then, to bring them into fellowship or communion mm -hmm. uh, and to keep sharing the word. Yeah. And as you were pointing out a moment, too, a moment ago as well, you might meet them at a certain place. But if they don't understand that they'll either get deeper yeah. into God's word, they'll get deeper into God's word and then deeper into relationship with you that and the church and the mm -hmm. fellowship that's there. And then hopefully they'll take that and be able to spread that, sure. share that with people mm -hmm. outside of even the immediate family yeah. and church and community. They're probably not going to hang out with you very long. Right. Because that's just, that's just God's imperative. Very I mean, that's true. the sharing of God's love. Yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> we last night, um, like I said, I work with our teenagers as well and um, we meet every uh, Sunday night at 5:30 and let's just be honest just in the the climate that we've been in over just the past couple years it has been hard to uh, do a lot of things um, I've tried my best to work with uh, the schools and things like that just you know just with their policies and stuff like that so it's been hard um, uh, meeting to be honest with you um, and it's taken a lot of momentum one thing that I've said about the pandemic is that um, people stopped doing things and they figured out they liked it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so that has been hard to get mm -hmm. a lot of people back into any kind of rhythm, um, including myself. I've struggled a little bit with once everything kind of started, you know, uh, going back the, the right direction. Um, but one thing we've struggled with truly is our teenagers um, being consistent and when I mean being consistent just um, having those people those numbers uh, that we can do things you know and last night we had a bonfire we have a field out in our the back of our church and uh, we had a little bonfire and I really just was thinking you know this is going to be a bonfire it's just going to be a little thing and, and not going to be that important but I'll tell you um, the relationship building that went on, just sitting around a fire and hearing their stories and getting to know them, uh, I believe a lot of ministry took place yes. last night between yes. our uh, between our volunteers and adults and the teenagers that were there. And why does that happen? That that happens because instead of me uh, coming in and trying to have the best program in the world mm -hmm. and having the right exact words mm -hmm. to say and making sure that everything is, is as fun as can be and making sure, and all those things are good and, and, and you should want to have those events and those things. But truly understanding, I'm going to sit down I'm going to sit by this kid. Maybe, to be honest, not a kid I would normally just sit by and, and talk to. I'm going to sit and I'm going to listen to him. Yeah. I'm going to hear what he has to say. I'm going to ask him questions. Isn't that what Jesus did? Wasn't yes. Jesus amazing at yeah. that? He just yes. would ask questions and he would get he would get down to where someone was and start to hear their story. Mm -hmm. And truly, they were able to reveal a lot to themselves just from Jesus asking them questions. And so when we ask people questions and take a second 
uh, to uh, shut our mouths and to truly listen to what they're saying. It's not a monologue. Yeah, I know, right? As we're sitting here, you know, opening our mouths. But uh, no, I, I really, it, it is amazing to me um, what is able to happen and the relationships that are able to be mm-hmm. built. And just mm-hmm. something as simple as sitting there and listening to someone it, it is a big part of uh, what I believe is the, the call uh, to missions and the call to uh, leading others to Christ. Yes, you know, evangelism. And, absolutely, absolutely. Carolyn, would you like to ask? Aaron, a question. <laughs> wow, I borrow your microphone. Sorry. Oh, you're fine. Go for it. <laughs> I'm just, I'm sitting here in amazement. I mean, I just, I'm, I'm not that like everything you were saying is so amazing, but just <laughs> the, the raw honesty of of that ministry, yeah. and especially the worship ministry, because I, I know you probably don't know this, unless you creeped around and found <laughs> out, but um, I was pianist at our old church okay. for like, I don't know, 23 years, I lost count, and then, um, you know, I'm a big music person, worship, um, I just, that's where my heart's at, Yeah. and so to hear you talk about that, and I just am curious, um, when you felt that calling to go into that, how did that come about? How did you, you know, yeah. discern that God was leading you that way? Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, to be honest with you, um, I, I've always had a passion for singing, uh, singing for God and singing to God. And honestly, um, I have done it in the past at my previous church um, for a while. Uh, but to be honest with you, uh, God truly, I believe, the, the, the calling on my life is working with our teenagers and being a part of that. But I also understand this. And, and when we talk about a calling, when we talk about um, something specifically God wants us to do, I, I believe it's important that we remember that um, God truly is going to uh, do amazing things in our lives and we need to be able to be obedient to those Mm -hmm. things. And honestly, for me, one thing that um, one of our pastors said once, and, and it's just always stuck out to me, is that I need to go until I hear a no. Go until I hear a no. And so if I see an opportunity or if I see something that I believe could be God-honoring and something that we could do that could be, be kingdom-building and could truly change things, um, I believe that we're called to go until the Spirit truly tells, hey, you know what? No, that's not the direction we need to be going. And for me, um, just the opportunity at C3 to be able to lead worship and to be able to see others do just that um, has truly been something. I'm like, I'm going to be obedient to this, and I'm going to follow God in this. And and to be honest, I've seen God do some amazing things through it. And it's been a, a definitely an experience with just with you know church being the way that it's been over the past couple right. years. And we, you know, we've we've gotten very creative with how we've done things that we we've done in the past. Um, uh, we've had some, uh, we have, like I said, some really talented people in our group to where we were able to uh, for a while when we were meeting uh, in our homes and doing live streaming, uh, we were able to record each individual part. People were doing it from their homes. We were sending it to one of our band members who was able to splice all this together and put the whole song together. And it is just flat out amazing what he was able to do. Um, we did that for multiple. Multiple songs and and uh, we were still able. It still it felt very intimate. Still, it felt very much together, and uh, that was a really really cool experience. But to be honest with you, it, it is truly understanding that God has put an opportunity in front of me, <laughs> and 
I want to be obedient mm-hmm. to that opportunity. Absolutely. And and if he's going to tell me no, he's going to tell me no. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's important to remember. You know, uh, God told um, Abraham, I believe, he said, you know, you're just going to go. Mm-hmm. He, he said, well, where am I going? He said, just go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that's important for us to remember. So I want to go well, until I hear a no. It's you know, that, it is that willingness to go. Yeah. Great. Absolutely. Yes. Could I ask? Yeah. Again, as innocently and probably ignorantly, <laughs> what a C three, and that is the letter C as yes. in cow, absolutely, or cat. Three, number three. What does that stand for? Actually, it stands for cows and cats. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, it stands for Cross Community Church. Yes. And um, Cross Community Church has been there now, I believe, going on. Let's see. This would be fifth. Years, I believe. Did so. you start out in the old South Point Elementary? So it's actually so it actually now I I of course can't give as great as our our lead pastor Trent who who started all this. Mm-hmm. Um, but he actually started C three in the basement of a local church uh, that he was at at the time. Okay. It started in a basement. They worked from the basement and then they went. They were at the um, they were at the hotel. Yes. Yes. They were at the hotel. That was right there across the yep. street. They were in the hotel for a while in the lobby. They used there, um, yeah. And then they went from the hotel. And there, there's a little church. Do you know the little church that sits in front of the Mexican restaurant Casa Grande, right there mm-hmm. in yeah. South Point? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's where they were for a little bit. Yeah. They grew out of that. Yeah. They went out of there, and then they were in the South Point, uh-huh. the old South Point Elementary, for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And then you built your and then built the church. Yeah, I believe um, that would have been maybe six years ago, six seven years ago. So yeah. And that's where we've been ever since. Well, and and continuing to grow. And and with that notion, uh, that idea in mind of serving God, glorifying God, worshiping God, reaching out to the community, talking to people, being open and available, allowing the Holy Spirit to really move through you Mm -hmm. and unto those people you're ministering to and understanding this is all about relationship. How could it do anything but prosper? So, for our listeners... And as much as, again, we believe that, uh, as you were talking about when they were kind of splicing all the music together, yeah. we believe that being here is much better than being at home sure. when we record. Sure. Uh, I know, though, that they're moved by the Holy Spirit in the same way we are here in the studio. And I know the Holy Spirit is here. I know He's with you. Should they want to then, or as the Holy Spirit might have led them then, to come visit you or your church or sure. to, you know, check you out or, as Carolyn calls it, creep? <laughs> <laughs> How do they find you? Yeah. You got a website. Uh, we know you're in South Point. Yes. And maybe the service times. Yes, absolutely. So you can check us out online at c3church.tv. Um, and you could see what we're doing there. You can definitely check us out on Facebook. Um, we're always posting on Facebook. We also do all of our churches online. Um, you're able to, uh, we, we're able to add all of our services and everything online. We still have a lot of people because we believe, you know, um, even though it seems like things are calming down a little bit with the pandemic and stuff like that, we know there are still people out there who are immunocompromised. Mm-hmm. They're, they're elderly who still aren't comfortable with being a part of the services. And we totally understand that. So we have made sure over the past year to make sure we still have a big shift with our live stream. So we do live stream every single morning or every single Sunday morning. Um, if people ever want to check us out there, it's a great way to. You can comment on there and you're able to. Yep, that's me. And you're able to... Um, 
watch us on there and we've tried to make our online service as intimate as possible yes and we've tried to make it where it's you know not just you feeling like you're watching uh, you're on the outside but we're trying to bring you on the inside as close as we can but once again I'm, I'm the same as you I, I would love for you to come and be a part of our services we meet at 9.30 and 11 o'clock and um, would love for any of them to Sundays. be a part of Sunday mornings 9.30 and 11 o'clock uh, we have no we do we do small group Bible studies and they're on different mm-hmm. nights it just depends on what group you're a so part of a listener should come on a Sunday morning service we and then would find out what might be available specifically to their interests absolutely the and our teenagers meet every Sunday night 5.30 to 7 o'clock at the church, at the church. yes alright Aaron it has been a pleasure meeting you uh, I appreciate again your testimony uh, I hope our listeners uh, as again the Holy Spirit might move them that, that they would go ahead and respond and uh, we just wish you the best. Thank you. We're going to take another break and uh, we'll be back in just a moment. All right, we're back and you're listening to Covenants sponsored by the Word House Incorporated, Focus Consultation consultation Services, Covenant Specialized Pastoral Care Services, Christian Counseling Ministry. My name, Dr. Michael David Clay and Carolyn. And that was Aaron Fields. And Aaron again is with C3 Church. And that is the letter C. Christ Community Church is Cross. a Cross Community Church. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they've abbreviated that. Uh, that's the three C's. And then the number three. You can find them in South Point, Ohio. As Aaron was saying, you can find them on the web. Uh, they've got a Facebook page. Uh, and uh, it sounds exciting. But, but Carolyn, all those things then that we were mentioning at the introduction or in the introduction at the beginning of the program. Aaron just put real life terms on them. Mm-hmm. And and that's what, again, I like about and why we do the, the podcast, the broadcast the way we do. Uh, the Holy Spirit could not have, I mean, we could not have orchestrated that. That's the way I want to say it. Right. Because only the Holy Spirit could have done that. Right. Because I did not know anything Aaron was going to talk about. Mm-hmm. And, and I hope our listeners really appreciate that. But everything that we said, Aaron brought in tangible example. Yes, he did. And that's really what this is all about. And that's why we know we're doing what God's called us to do. Mm-hmm. Is that we serve a purpose. We are in a unique place to be able to do that. We may not be six months from now. But for the time we're in right now, the season we're in right now, that's important. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that's why, you know, I you have said it before on the podcast that I'm in charge of finding our guests. And sometimes that's easy, sometimes it's difficult. But I trust the Holy Spirit. It's not going to be about me. It's not going to be about who I want. These are people that I have felt that, that God's put in my path and you know I felt led to to reach out to them and I had no idea what he was going to say to be honest I I've heard of Aaron and I've seen his name on church signs he's going to be speaking he's preaching but the way the Holy Spirit just orchestrates that we couldn't have planned it any better and that's the way I want it that's exactly how I want it every single time and that's the integrity piece that that I'm trying to also share with our listeners we live by it mm-hmm. all the things that we said at That's the beginning, we live, we yeah. live by it mm-hmm. yeah. because we understand that if we're talking, if we're opening our door, if we're, as Aaron would put it, if we go out in the highways and byways and knock on the doors, mm-hmm. and until we get a no, 
And we, you know, at that point, we might shake the dust off our sandals and move on. But until we get a no, God wants us to talk and He wants us to communicate. And it's not just with other believers, although that seems to be where we are right now. Maybe He'll shift that. Maybe we'll bring in believers. Would that not be an interesting program? It would be. Maybe that would be part of it. But that's what Jesus did. Jesus didn't talk to just believers. But the notion, though, is, is that the Holy Spirit because we understand that level of communion Mm -hmm. in Jesus Christ and we have a relationship with Christ and we know that that is God's voice speaking to us. We know that He is bringing that to us in human dimension and even if I don't even understand it intellectually, sometimes I don't want to. Sometimes I just want to shut my brain off Mm -hmm. because I know that if I think about it too much, I'll mess it up. Mm -hmm. But if I trust in the Lord and I allow Him to bring the Word forth out of me, it's right. always the right Word. It's mm-hmm. always in season, and it goes to its appointed place. Mm-hmm. And it has its appointed result. Mm-hmm. And I just need to tell our listeners, you're part of this. If you're listening, podcast or broadcast, you're supposed to be listening to this. This is not happen chance. Right. This is not some sort of, oh, well, I'm on the wrong station. Let me change it now. <laughs> God has you here for a reason. Yes. And I do believe we may never see. I may, I'm fully okay with accepting. I may never see the entirety of whatever it's done, but I know God's in it. Absolutely. And we probably won't. And that's, that's okay because it's not about us and us seeing the end results unless we boast, look what we did. And I, the radio has a special place in my heart. I was teaching a, um, Lesson. I used to be missions president at our old church, and and you know we studied a lot about other countries, and and there was this woman that had, and we were talking about radio, and this woman had just been at the end of a rope and had actually was getting ready to take her life, and she had stood up on the chair and she was going to get on the table. She was preparing to end her life. She was going to hang herself. And something happened that um, her radio, she wasn't paying attention to it, but it was on in the background, and she had made up her mind. And then this voice came on the radio and said, no matter how bad it gets, it's never worth ending your life over because God loves you. And just that voice, just that message that just happened to came on right at that moment, you can't tell me that that's not God. Mm-hmm. And so he uses everything, and I hope our listeners know that, that they're not just listening just by chance, like you just said. I well, it's will our, never convince me otherwise. We're talking. And yes, some of it comes out of my head, right? I mean, some of it. Uh, because I got a head, I think. I got a head. I got a brain. I know I have a head. Maybe right. I've got a brain. Maybe that's what I should say. I've got a brain. And with that, then I'm going to say some things with some intention in mind. And maybe that's also, as Aaron was saying, to glorify the Lord. I know that I've got to do certain things or I feel I want to, but it's part of honoring God and being that light in the world. But more than that, I'm talking. But I'm talking as under the unction or the leading of the Holy Spirit. I'm talking word, not only head, brain word, mm-hmm. but heart word. Right. And, and with that, it's anointed. It's even more anointed than my head word is. Exactly. Right? Yes. I can tell everybody what right. to do. It could be a monologue. But that's really not what yep. God's created mm-hmm. us for. God's created yeah. us to join together, to iron sharpens iron, mm-hmm. help one another, mm-hmm. to 
build one another up. The community, the, the body of Christ. To rightly get along, to rightly fit together, to serve and help each other, to cover each other. To put two people from two completely different worlds, even as Aaron spoke of. Uh, Matthew and... Uh, I can't remember. Simon the, the Zealot. Yes, yeah, Simon the Zealot. Put them together in the same place. Yes, we see this in our churches. Hopefully we see some of this in our community. If not in our community, at least in our churches. We should have it in our homes. But that's what we get to do on the radio and on the podcast, Carolyn. We're communicating and we're talking about Jesus. What more? I mean, that, I can't think of anything better in life than to talk about Jesus and to get the privilege to share it with a lot of folks. Right. Now, all they have to do on their side is certainly realize this is a good conversation. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. if they want to talk to us and communicate back, that would be the only part that I think could be maybe as yet to kind of fully manifest itself. Mm -hmm. But we want to hear from them too. Absolutely. Absolutely. That would make me so happy to hear from them and you know we welcome it all comments questions ideas anything that you would like to throw our way hopefully not criticisms <laughs> but we want to and we'll take that we want to hear from you guys we would love to have some feedback and interact and talk with you and, and that's what covenants is about mm -hmm. It's not as public as this is, and certainly we're not going to go, again, run up a flagpole. But if folks would want to come in and speak to us, you, we need those moments of intimacy and at times with people who aren't so affiliated with us. And again, we, we don't take donations from anyone. We're not soliciting from anyone. I mean, they'll never hear me ask. A listener will never hear me ask for money. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not even at a point where I'm selling time. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure anybody would want to buy my time on the radio, <laughs> but I'm not trying to sell time. But the way that we are able to do what we do is it's, it's fee for service. Folks come in and they give us something mm -hmm. in exchange for that. I don't know that that is bad. Maybe in some people's minds that's not necessarily good. But the idea, though, is, is that's how we sustain the effort. So if they don't mind that, if they see value in that, if they don't have a problem with that, they can certainly reach out to us and set up time that we can set one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. in the most intimate of circumstances mm -hmm. and listen and participate mm -hmm. and engage and counsel, mm -hmm. offer Christian mm -hmm. pastoral care, Christian counseling. Mm -hmm. And all they have to do is reach out to us. They have to respond but isn't that really the general call? You just have to respond. Mm -hmm. You know, how many times will Jesus call? And if you don't respond, it's not him, it's you. Right. Yeah, I'm just thinking about the times that he called me. And I was young, and I didn't really respond at that time. But I feel like when I did respond... It was the right time. And so we're praying that you will listen. And when it's the right time, you will know it and you will reach out. And we will be here when you do. 304-528-9220. Yes. 304-528-9220 is the phone. Covenantsonline.com. Yes, sir. Covenants Christian Counseling. Dot com. Mm -hmm. They can also find us on Facebook mm -hmm. under Covenants. Uh, they can email us at covenants 
Covenants.llc1 at yahoo.com. And make sure you put the S in at the end of Covenants. Mm -hmm. uh, just do it, though. If you're called, I don't do it if you're not. But if you're called, do it. Mm -hmm. Don't hold back. Carolyn, I don't want to know who's on our program <laughs> ever again. Because it is so wonderful when the Holy Spirit does what He does. Yes, so I know absolutely. what we're talking about mm -hmm. is really what God wants us to talk about. Right, exactly. But I suppose that for the sake of conversation and that this doesn't turn into a monologue and we don't bore our listeners or they don't sound like we're just preachy or preaching at mm -hmm. them, I suppose you probably do need to be able to talk. Right. So I'm going to rescind that order. Okay. That you can't talk during oh, the yes. program. Yes. You already broke it. You already violated it. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but but now at least you're doing that with full sanction yeah, or blessing, okay. right? I feel restored. <laughs> yes. But should our listeners enjoy the program, if you are feeling restored enough or willing enough, after okay. all of that, okay. to continue to talk with me, <laughs> to participate. I'll think about it. You'll think about it. <laughs> uh, I do want to invite them to come back, though. Uh, we're on WEMM on uh, Saturdays at 10.30. Maybe we'll be at a different time at some point, maybe when they hear this. But at least right now, that's our regular schedule. And, of course, they can get our podcasts on our Facebook page mm -hmm. because you put them there, post them there with the links. So if they want to hear the program again, or if they miss a program and they'd want to catch a program, they can do it there. Uh, go to the Facebook page and find yes, it there. Yes, absolutely. But in the meantime, again, I want to remind our listeners, you're listening to Covenants with Dr. Michael David Clay and Carolyn Barnett, and we truly, sincerely, sincerely and genuinely want you to be blessed. And uh, hopefully you'll come back next week.